You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. If Brock Purdy goes down with injury, I at that point I'm just like, you guys, let's pack it up. Let's go home. That's it. Yeah, let's that's it. Forfeit the rest. Like, come on. That's it. Like, what? at that point, it's like, what do we do? What do we do? Move out of what San do we Santa do? Clara. You move out of Santa Clara. You, I don't care where oh you play. You play at a, at a pee wee football place somewhere. You move out of you get out of that stadium because it's cursed. Get out. It's like it poltergeist. Just, just, it just feels that Pack way. up and get out, man. There's two curses, by the way. So, um, you guys follow the account Random Forty ers on on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Mm, maybe they often post like things from the past and, and her, like old, old school stuff like that. So they talked about the logo being changed from uh, the, what it is now um, to what it is now from what it was in 95. Uh, and we all remember that because we're, we're old farts, but mm-hmm. that's the other curse is the logo. They haven't won a single Super Bowl since they changed the logo. The uniforms are, are kind of looking like they used to, and that's helping. But yeah, that old, that, that new logo is not working and they, they got the saloon font back. And, and, you know, now just change the logo back. That's it, right? But Brock Purdy, if he goes down, I, I'm with you. That's it, man. That there's there's nothing left. Like, that's unless you unless you have a, a veteran. And that's why I wanted them to sign Baker Mayfield or a potential Nick Foles or whoever it is. Because then at that Somebody. point, at least you still have a shot. You have a puncher's mm-hmm. chance. But, I mean, I think that there's the unfortunate reality is that, like you said, Al, once, once guys get film on you, once teams have a chance to prep, like this was like done mid-flight where the Dolphins didn't really have a chance to even prep for Brock Purdy, as weird as that sounds. But, like, they didn't have a chance mm. to – they were expecting Jimmy. They didn't have a chance to see, like uh, – they didn't expect a rookie to be thrown 37 times in a game, and they expected a much more conservative game plan. So maybe they got caught off guard. Plus, the defense, which we I don't think we've even talked about yet, is, is just lights out the best defense I've ever seen from this team. Now, that being said, I think there's a very good chance that you're going into Seattle with a chance for Seattle to be catching you for the division. I think there's a very good chance of that because I don't know if you're beating Tom Brady here and I don't know if you're beating Seattle in Seattle on a short week. And that's not to say that they can't do it, but the deck, the deck is absolutely stacked against them. They're favorites. I believe this week against the, the, the Buccaneers, three points, three, favorites. three points, which is, crazy. Third too big. <laughs> but you get, crazy. you get, you get three and a half for being at home. Right. So you technically like you get three, you get three for being at home. Normally, so yeah. really, it's just home field advantage. You should that's it. lose but that's one. A, but that's, that's the thing. You're down. So <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> right? <laughs> you're right. You're right, Zane. They get you get three points for home field advantage. But the fact that the 49ers are are favored by three means that what Vegas is saying is on a neutral field, it's still a pick 'em between pick-em. the Bucks yeah. and the 49ers when the 49ers <laughs> are starting Brock Purdy and the Bucks are starting. Tom Brady, who Brock Purdy already said that dude's been playing football longer than I've been alive. That's insane. Is, 
Bonkers. You, know, you know what scares Bonkers. me though, guys, is is they cannot run the ball right now. With no, McCaffrey. they cannot. So mm-hmm. if you look, McCaffrey's been phenomenal catching the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, dudes, dudes changed the whole offense catching the ball, but he is not running the ball well mm-hmm. at all. So he had under three yards per carry. So two of the last three games, he's been under three yards per carry, 14 for 38. Then he had seven for 39 and 11 for 32. And in this game as well, he was not looking at anything. It looked like Kevin Barlow running into the line and falling after two yards every single time. He Then he had the run at the end where they pitched it and he cut back sort of reverse field and he hit it for 30 yards. But other than that run, he was 17 for 66 overall. He was six. So he was 16 for 36 other than that run. He didn't do anything on the ground. Jordan you know, Mason did. did. Yeah. yeah. He, for 51 <laughs> yards. he has that Eliza Mitchell kind of explosive, tough running. They But is Kyle going to – Kyle's got to use him. Enough of yeah, Debo. Yeah. Debo everybody's on to Debo. If Debo against – Four carries, five yards, it's over. Once in a while, mm-hmm. catch him off guard, do something funky. But Debo in the backfield running up the middle, no, it's over. It's over. Like, teams are on it. If they can't get that part of their game together, they are screwed. Because, again, as good as Purdy did, eventually teams are going to get the film on them. And if they have to pass like that, because they couldn't really run the ball. So mm-hmm. if you can't do that against Miami, you're not doing it against Tampa. Tampa, you can't run on them anyway. So that worries the hell out of me moving forward as we look to see, like, can this team actually keep winning games? Yeah, the defense, we know, but they do have to get to 20 points. And if it can't run and you're relying on Purdy, it could get ugly, and that scares me a little bit. Christian McCaffrey yeah. is not an inside-the-tackles runner. No. And, and they, no, keep, not. they keep trying to make him one, and that's what I don't understand. That's yeah. the weird part to me. And so I agree, Al. He's not effective between the tackles. He's effective on the outside, but I think part of it is teams are geared up to stop that outside zone. And so Kyle's like, all right, well, if you're going to stop that, then I'm going to run between the tackles. Well, they're not, they're not, Chris McCaffrey's not effective at that. They're also not effectively blocking those runs either. But, but then you look at it and you go, but Jordan Mason averaged 6.7 yards a carry between the tackles mm-hmm. on Sunday. So mm-hmm. maybe they are blocking them up. And it really is just a matter of Christian McCaffrey not being that runner. But the problem is, is you can't take, you don't want to take McCaffrey off the field, but you also don't want to tip your hand and say, all right, if McCaffrey's on the field, they're going outside. If Mason's on the field, they're going inside, but then you lose all tactical advantage. So I think he's still trying to figure out a little bit, like, how do I, how do I get this running game going, knowing that, you know, I've got this guy that, that isn't going to run that. And um, I know a lot of people don't like him. Grant Cohn made a great point last night. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's best rushing performance as a pro came with cam newton when they were running the read option that's where mccaffrey is going to excel and he's going to excel as a pass catcher but as a, just a straight up line up in the eye and run between the tackles he's not he's not a good he's not good at that i'm not gonna say he's not a good running back he's not good at that he's good at a lot of other things he's not good at that so you really got to start leaning on guys like jordan mason and and allowing them a little bit more run to see you know to see what they can do because he looked awesome on sunday yeah. i loved the way he, he ran um yeah. and not only that but there was a there was a play where a hole kind of looked like it closed up and he got real skinny got through the hole mm-hmm. and then boom that burst and so i loved i loved what jordan mason had to do but here's the thing because i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to get out of i don't want to get out of this episode right and we're starting to come up against it in, in terms of time i really don't want to get out of this episode without giving the flowers to the defense because ultimately 
all of this talk, all of this talk, we can have it. If if we're another team, if we're the Dolphins and Tua goes down, you're like, well, we're done. We're literally mm-hmm. done, right? They went 0-3 with Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. We're done. But the 49ers, we can talk about QB3, and we could talk about winning games because this defense is out of this world good. Out of this world good. And I want to highlight this one thing, and, and then I'll let you guys run with it. Um, but <clears throat> walking back to the car and then sitting in the parking lot because you can't get out of there uh, on time at Levi's. It's, it's, it's awful. But sitting there, the 49ers doubled up the Dolphins in time of possession, 40 minutes and 34 seconds to 19 minutes and 28 seconds. The Dolphins gained 120 yards on the Sherfield and Hill touchdowns, a 75-yard touchdown to open the game for Trent, for Trent Sherfield, and then a 45-yard uh, touchdown to, to Tyreek Hill at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Outside of those two plays, the Dolphins, the number one offense in DVOA, gained 188 yards on 39 plays for a 4.8 yard per play average. This defense is freaking incredible. And they're just so fun to watch. And ultimately on Sunday, it was because in my opinion, two players, Nick Bosa defensive player of the year, got three sacks in that game which matched his total from November when he was defensive player of the month mm-hmm. leads the league in sacks now with 14 and a half leads the league in pressures leads the league in uh pass rush win rate. And there's another one I can't remember or QB, pass rush productivity QB hits too. QB hits. There it is. And then Fred Warner, who quite literally is the reason why this offense works. Fred Warner erases the middle of the field for any offense and that's mm-hmm. what the Dolphins live on, just like the 49ers. They live on the middle, they live in the middle of the field. And Fred Warner effectively ended that for them on Sunday. And I cannot talk enough about how impressive this defense is and how impressive those two players are. And I could talk about Bosa for 45 minutes. That guy's unbelievable. Also second in the league in tackles for loss. But I also thought Dre Greenlaw. His coverage on Mike Gusecki yes. at the end there. Because yes. if Gusecki brings that in, there was a little momentum there for Miami, and you never know mm-hmm. what could happen. It was one score game at that point, and he makes Gusecki couldn't come down with it. Greenlaw had great coverage, and, and Greenlaw is just, you know, he's Johnny on the spot with the fumble. He scores his touchdown. Greenlaw and Warner are probably the best linebacker duo, duo in the NFL. In that front seven, and Aziz is two, great. Aziz yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. In that front seven, had two a shook. And I thought mm-hmm. there were some maybe some open receivers there. I mean, I, I didn't, I haven't watched. There were open receivers yet. everywhere, Al. It looked to me, yeah, <laughs> they were everywhere. Like, like there were places to go, and he couldn't get yeah. him the ball because he was shook until yeah. the end. He kind of got it going a little bit for for a little while, but then he looked shook again because that's what that team does to you. You some of these te- some of these teams now they're stepping on the field, and right away the Niners have an advantage because because they're intimidated. They're intimidated mm-hmm. by that defense. They're intimidated by Nick Bosa. They're intimidated by the defensive line. Like you said, you have Fred Warner taking away the middle of the field. It's it's intimidating. So even if there there may be some issues in the secondary without Mosley, will a better quarterback take advantage of those? We saw Mahomes did, so maybe we'll see. But that front seven, for the most part, is going to dominate, and they have. And all this team has to do is get 20 points. And, yeah, we could – and all the people who make plays. But 
Bosa, Greenlaw, Warner, these guys are phenomenal. Armstead had a couple, you know, things that may have not shown up on the stat sheet, but he made some plays. Yeah, he was, pick. he was only in mm-hmm. on 21 and made it made a big, a big impact. He was, yeah, yeah I say Armstead was largely responsible for that Jimmy Ward pick because yep. he beat his man and Tua had to throw sooner than he wanted to. Yep. So yeah, can't can't say enough on the on the defense, and, and they're gonna have to carry the load the rest of the way. They already have been, but even more so. It was one of the best defensive performances that we have seen all season from any team. From any team. It was that impressive. They were soul crushing. And uh the 49ers linebacking unit, there's one, there was some reporter that that mentioned uh a nickname about them. They're like there's flying banshees from hell, is what he is what he called them, though those three linebackers. And Fred Warner is absolutely the best linebacker in the league right now he has he has surpassed what bobby wagner was he has surpassed darius leonard he is the best linebacker in the league right now nick bosa is the best pass rusher in the league right now he has surpassed micah parsons in that department so when you have guys in the front on the front seven that are the at the best of their position multiple guys this is what you have this is what happens there was never any doubt when the niners went up by nine points there was never any doubt in my mind i'm like all right defense is going to steal this up and to have that confidence as a fan, looking at your defense is huge. And I can only imagine how Kyle feels. The job, I'm so sad that we only get D'Amico Ryans for a couple more months before he leaves. Mm-hmm. I'm so sad be because he has done that. If there were ever an assistant of the year job, like award, he would get that. There because are. Because he has done such a fantastic job with that defense at every level, despite injuries, despite all of the attrition that they've had, despite guys leaving. No, It doesn't matter. Nothing affects them. So I'm glad I'm glad that we have the defense to fall back on. It is because of them that the Niners have a chance at still doing some damage in the playoffs. It is solely because of them. And I said that, like, well, the, the, the Seattle Seahawks may catch them in the next couple of weeks. It is because of the Niners' defense that they may not. Otherwise, they would be screwed. With a third-string quarterback, they would be absolutely screwed. doesn't matter how good Brock Purdy is. If you don't have a defense, it doesn't matter. All the other quarterbacks that they've started in all the other three years prior to this where Kyle's used the entire QB room, they have never had a defense. They've always been either injured or they haven't had a roster. So this is the first time Kyle has a defense next to his third string quarterback. So we'll have to see what happens. Offense sells, t- offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. Yep. Here you go. We're going to find out. All right, guys. It's never it's never boring with this freaking team. It's never boring. So we'll never. be back. Th- we'll be back Thursday. Uh, we have another collab pod with our buddy John Chapman is going to be on. Talk Niners with us. Talk about the Buccaneers game. And God knows what else will happen between now and Thursday because it's 49ers. Could be anything. So uh, tune into the hat for Brian and Zane. This is Al. Peace.